0: Hello. Welcome back once again to HCS Weekly. Damn, it feels good to say this, guys. I'm your host, Shyway. We are finally back for the new year, 2019, and this is looking like a huge year for Halo, this event that they just announced today. If you guys aren't keeping up with what's going on Twitter, this is huge. This HCS Invitational. Talk about a holistic strategy to build a community and maintain like the competitive scene at the same time. There's so much going on in this event, guys. I'm going to start the show by breaking this down, and then we're going to go into our in- interviews for Today, so Tony, throw up the web page here. We're gonna we're gonna read through some of this. There's some exciting things I want you guys to pay attention to. There's so much going on. Like just the the Halo nerd in me is is just way too excited. I got to figure out how to get myself at this event uh, as quickly as possible. But right from the top, one of the big things I, I want you guys to pay attention to is that. This line right here where it says we, so they have goals for this event. They want to also entertain fans in new ways by using the broadcast to showcase different formats, modes, and players slash personalities in hopes of creating a more diverse and ultimately more fun and entertaining show while keeping the thrill of competition at the forefront. So this is more than just an invitation, but we'll start there. Let's go down to the 4v4 format, Tony. You can see uh, on screen you've got six teams. So only the top six teams from St. Louis actually make it into this event. You can see Tox Gaming, Denial, Team Reciprocity, Lux, Status Quo, GMS. These six teams are competing for $100,000 in a Halo 3 event, which is damn awesome to see to go back to Halo 3 to have these massive events. I thought they were doing grassroots, but apparently we're going right into official HCS events here. So $100,000 prize pool, top six teams, they'll be competing in a double elimination bracket. And then we have stuff happening outside of the event before you get there. If you're a halo player, no matter what your skill level is at, let's scroll down to the two V two, uh, throwdown section on the Microsoft Stores here. This is exciting. So we've always had Microsoft Store 2v2 events, but it looks like they're stepping things up a little bit here. On top of the fact that if you compete at these events, you have an opportunity to make it to the actual tournament. They also have this really interesting team captain thing. If you look, you can see there's a West Coast Central Division, Northeast and Southeast. And each one of these regions in the U.S. are, I guess, run by a specific team captain. you got straight sick, you got flame sword, snake bite and ola. And basically, it says in this line under, underneath here where you're you're going to get a video. If you go to the Microsoft Store to compete in these 2v2 events, you get the opportunity to watch an instructional video where one of the above pro players will teach them a bit about how to or I guess a bit about competitive Halo 3 and how to improve their game, which is damn interesting because it's like they're building the profile of these competitive players they're inviting new players into the game they're getting people to play halo 3 again and they're keeping the competition going by having people competing you know around in these microsoft store tournaments to get into the event as well so that's so exciting and there's more i'm gonna keep going guys i'm too excited <laughs> if you go down to it's showtime tony uh yeah we'll keep going down it's showtime the big team battle bonanza what is this i, I want to know what this is i'm not the only one who wanted who wants to know what this is uh golden boy has been tweeting about it too tony throw up the uh the golden boy tweet big team battle bonanza i want to go to south by southwest just uh to captain a championship winning btv team who's with me you guys gotta join uh golden boy for the this BTB team he's going to be putting together. This just sounds so exciting to see. That'll be on the main stage where you got content creators, fans in attendance. They can jump on the main stage and have some kind of crazy Halo 3 big team battle match. There's not all the details have been revealed on this, so we're still kind of waiting to see, but that is exciting. And then below that, we got Snipe Down versus Lethal, the classic rivalry right here. This is the matchup to watch. This is going to be happening at the event as well. We've got, like, it looks like they're going to be competing on. So Halo Combat Evolved 2v2, what what is this? There's like multiple games they might be competing in here. I'm still figuring it out, guys, but this this is exciting to see. And then below that, we have the booth. So, of course, HCS Grassroots an important part of this as well. And it looks like some of our streamers, our personalities, are going to get the spotlight, too. And I love that. This is building personalities. It's building streamers. you got ActionMed, Ubernik, and Vito are going to have a set booth where they are going to be streaming Halo all day. You can hang out with them, and, and they can continue to you know, produce their content and build the scene around that. So talk about a holistic approach to competitive Halo here. Tony, you can flip it back to me um bring it back there we go what do you guys think this this is nice dude and then they have future events we got gamers forgiven got dream hack uh, coming up as well. And then there's talks that there might be even more events coming up after that. That's just so much to bring to Halo for 2019. I really think this builds the foundation, the framework for what we're looking forward to in the next title. So I think 2019 could be a huge year for Halo. So happy that we're kicking things off so strong. And of course, St. Louis was the way that we started everything. So today's interview is going to focus on St. Louis is going to focus on the conversations that we're having right after this event and preparing ourselves for this invitation. So let's get into these interviews. Finally, I got two amazing guests to invite on the show. And the first guest, Royal One, is actually not here right now. This is not a live interview. I had to catch him last night because he's busy right now. So it's a pre-recorded interview, and I'll be wearing different clothes and everything. We're going to be chatting for about. It's, it's going to be a nice long episode, guys. So just be prepared, get your popcorn, get your food ready, and, and come hang out, come have a good time. We're going to start things off with the coach of Talks Gaming. I'd like to welcome Royal One to the show. <laughs> All right. Royal One, welcome to the stream, man. I've got the first thing I want to do. I have a bit of a story. And I I told you this already in person, but this is more for the viewers. And it was about the first time. I can't really say it's like the first time I met you. It was more like the first time I I saw you, let's say. But it was in November in uh, HCS Mm -hmm. Atlanta. I'm coming home and I get on the plane and I sit down on the airplane and i'm like 99 sure you're there like sitting right beside me and I, I sit down and i'm like i'm i'm taking these like glances i'm doing like these little like quick peeks to try to like identify if it's you it's basically like if you're taking like a second take at like a cute girl or something but you don't want to be obvious about it type thing anyway so eventually i like i confirm. This has to be royal, royal one. Like, there's, there's no way this isn't the guy. So, so then I get this big question in my mind where I'm like, do I do something about it? Like, do I, do I say something? Like, do I introduce myself? And eventually, I just decided not to do it. We sat the entire plane ride together, and I didn't say anything. I just, I, I pulled out my surface. I was gaming, like right beside you, because I, like the last thing I'd want, I thought, like from my perspective, is like if I started talking and in some way it was awkward or I became annoying, then you're stuck with me for the next like two hours. <laughs> so I was like, shit, I guess, I guess I'm just not going to say anything. And then lo and behold, like I meet you at St. Louis and you turn out to be a super nice guy. And I'm like, damn, I have to have this guy on HCS weekly. So man, thank you for coming on. What a weird way to, to kind of meet you though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, when, when we were talking in the tournament, you told me that I was like, mind blown because i i totally remember sitting next to you and again like i yeah. think i might have been in the same scenario at the time i was like man that guy looks familiar and then the thing that gave like you away is like being like a gamer like being involved in that kind of stuff yeah. like you were grinding on your switch like you were playing some kind of like some kind of yeah. like it was it wasn't smash but it was like some kind of like kind of 2d fighting style yeah, yeah. game and i was like dude this guy's a grinder he's been like gaming on his uh, or your surface sorry not your switch surface, um yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, man, I bet you, like, I bet you me and this guy could talk about games for, like, the whole flight, but that's, that's, <laughs> all, that, when you told me that at the tournament, I was like, one, I feel like a absolute, like, I feel like a dick for not, um not at like, all, dude. realizing that it was you, but yeah, that's, I, to me, that's, like, crazy how, um like, small of a world it is that we were literally sitting yeah. next to each other.
0: Yeah, for sure actually there were a lot of people from the event that were from Canada that were on that plane like stress was on there as well I got to talk to him before we actually yeah. got on the plane he was just like a few rows behind us behind us okay uh, and a couple other people that I knew as well but yeah it was awesome and, and that's that's the thing about me is like it doesn't matter like how confined the space is or if it's like a 45 minute flight like you will see me pull out a surface pro get like a micro USB cable and connect it and like try to play games in that tight space and yeah the game's oh, called yeah. spelunky it's this this silly indie game. Oh like yeah, play, yeah. You were but, telling um, me about
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, getting down to, to brass tacks here. I'm going to go all the way back <laughs> to the beginning here, man. You got a hell of a career in Halo. Um, so I want to know how did you first get into Halo? How did it all begin?
1: Um. And this oh, is, like, is going go way like, back. You... Yeah. <laughs> let's go yeah. way back. So I would say I first got into Halo. Um, so this is around the Halo One days um i had a neighbor who lived across the street from me um i didn't have an xbox or anything at the time um i i was i don't even remember how old i was i was in like elementary school or something like that um i had a neighbor across the street and we were like kind of childhood friends like best friends at the time and i would always go hang out at his house because he was just 10 steps away and um we would we'd play games so it started with um we did stuff we played stuff like fusion frenzy like those kind of games that were like old school back in the day um, and then we ended up playing uh, Halo 1 together. So we would play, like, the big thing for us is we would just play, like, Blood Gulch and, like, those kind of just, like, back back then it was really fun. But looking back on it, I was like, man, we were noobs. Like, we would just play, like, rockets only and, like, snipers only yeah. and just, like, yep. uh, mess around. And the cool thing was is it was always, like, me and my brother would go hang out over there as kind of, like, a package deal because I kind of had to, like, look after my brother and then he would just be, like, there. So it would we'd actually would play him 2v1 always because like he was, he had the Xbox, he played Halo and all that. So uh, right. he was like, he was like the God, like we could, we would have to 2v1 like just to beat this guy, like that lived across the wow. street. And because we had no idea what we were doing. We were just like complete noobs playing Halo 1. And yeah, it turned to the point where we're like, man, like we would just go to this guy's house to play Halo 1 and like try to beat him because he's so much better than us. And almost like started yeah. like a, uh, like a little competition between the between the three of us i guess so that's that's kind of how i first got into halo um and then me and my brother we both got our first xbox kind of as a family um right when halo 2 came out so ever since then we've been playing halo so in halo 2 we kind of just were again we're really young didn't really know what was going on um mm-hmm. i kind of started like that was when i started following the whole mlg scene um when i was really young okay. I think I somehow stumbled across, like, uh, a tournament one time on, uh, I think, oh, yeah, it was the USA Network back when they had their show on there. Nice. Um, so I stumbled across that show, and then I was like, wow, this is super cool. Um, and then I kind of got into, like, the forums and learned all about how MLG works and how all that stuff works through that. Um yeah. And, yeah, that's kind of what got me into Halo, I'd say, probably that that, that time frame.
0: Yeah well okay so nothing beats like I-, I love being like a noob and experiencing halo for the first time is like when you don't mm-hmm. care about whether or not it's like mlg settings it's just rockets and swords or you're just playing campaign and you're like all stacking up on the warthog and there's like something so fun with just like driving around in the open world so i feel you on the nostalgia trip for sure uh so i guess you got your brother into it as well and then what's the age gap there are you like how many years is there between you guys you guys are really close uh, so
1: i've got yeah, I'm four years older than him. So um I'm twenty six okay. and he's twenty two right now. Nice. So yeah, we've we've had that four year gap. So yeah, when we were when we were really young playing like when we were playing Halo One and Halo Two, he was like I don't know, like nine or ten years old, maybe yeah. younger than that, something like that. So yeah. yeah, that's that's kinda how long ago we started playing and the age we were at. But yeah.
0: I mean, well, it seemed like it really mattered in the end of the day because you guys came back around and ended up being amazing. And this is my next question, because how the heck are you guys so good? All right. This is because you're you're in Saskatchewan. Is that, that's what I remember you telling me, Saskatchewan. If you guys yep. don't know where Saskatchewan is, because I know a lot of you viewers are in U.S., but Saskatchewan's up in Canada. It's that one on the map. It's that one like perfect trapezoid piece in the map, basically. Uh, do we, oh you actually got a, yep, there, there you is. go there's the photo right there Saskatchewan I believe what is it is it Regina oh Saskatchewan that you're
1: from yeah it's in Regina <laughs> Saskatchewan so kind of right in that like south uh southeast area <laughs> there's me <laughs> oh my God. we're making
0: it sound like it's like a distant land and like some other yeah like, like we're way going outside. somewhere
1: really far away that like no one ever goes to but um yeah you no know, it's just uh some kind of little, little place up in the central area of Canada where there's a lot of snow and it's always cold and there's yeah. not a lot to do
0: <laughs> so is that what it is it's just because you guys you're are you disconnected from the halo scene because is there much of a local scene there at all like you're kind of off like a lot of people are in in us sometimes they have toronto events but like you know like so is it is it just having nothing to do how, how exactly did that grind work
1: <laughs> so i would say like the whole like having not a lot of things to do is kind of what helped us dedicate more time to it because like in the winter here yeah. like you do two things you like play hockey or you play hockey, like though that's like, that's about <laughs> it. You play hockey. so, or or you okay. snowboard or ski or something like that. And we right. never really did that growing up. Um, yeah. So we just we would just game during the winter, and then it kind of just turned into gaming being an all all the time thing. Um, as for like a local scene, I would say it's pretty small. Like I think the amount of people in my city that play competitive Halo is, besides me and my brother, maybe like another. Five people tops Wow, um, and i'd holy. say probably about i'd probably say about like two or three of them are actually like pretty solid players and then the rest of them are just kind of right. like more casual and they're honestly right. just like friends of mine that i i were the ones who like got them into the game um right, right. but there so, actually there there was a local scene um a little bit in halo 3 and that's kind of okay. what got um kind of the ball rolling for like me and my brother to start going to tournaments um mm. I think it was like Halo 3, there was a, a league called like Pro Gaming League. I think it was just two okay. guys from like uh, uh, Canada that decided to run some local tournaments in like <coughs> central Canada. So they came to my city, I think probably in like 0- 08 or something like that, when, like right when Halo okay. 3 first came out. And there right. was like a local 4v4, they did like a 4v4, 2v2 and free for all tournament um, in my city. And I think like they just if you won you would get like a couple hundred bucks kind of thing like it was a mm. it was a a decent little cash payout if you had no idea what was going on so right. that was like me and my brother's technical like first tournament and uh that's kind of what like got us into it i think like we got like third place in the 4v4 and we nice. got like second or third place in the 2v2 and then i think we both made it to like the final the free for all finals and i don't remember how we did but that was kind of the start of it and then After that, these PGL guys actually kept having more tournaments. Um, They had them kind of in some different cities, so we had to travel a little bit. Um, But yeah, after that first tournament, we found a couple local players where we live. We kind of started like a local team. And we went to these tournaments, and we just were like winning them all kind of thing. Like we won the 4v4. Um, Me and my – yeah, our team would always win the 4v4, and then me and my brother would win the 2v2 usually. So
0: And you just decided to just fly out from that, yeah. Yeah, so then what right. that
1: kind of snowballed into so I guess for timeline wise. So this was by the time uh after this league kind of wrapped up because it was only about a year where this thing took place and then they kind of just like went under. There's just not enough right. popularity. Um mm-hmm. that was probably around 2009-2010. Um at that time I had stopped playing Halo to focus more on like education and school and stuff like that cuz I was like a right. I was a senior in high school at the time. So I was kind of more concerned with, you know, like school and getting ready for university and college, because that was kind of my plan. So I kinda mm-hmm. stopped playing like r- really intensely and kind of just played more casually. Whereas my brother just he just kept grinding and grinding because he, he was going, like yeah. eleven he was like eleven or twelve years old, right? He had nothing
0: he had nothing right. to worry
1: about. So um he just right. kept grinding and then I think uh I think game battles was what started it for him because in Canada okay. like there was really nothing going on. Um that required you to not travel because at the time my parents were not really too supportive they were kind of like well what's this whole gaming thing it's a little sketchy like people are paying you money and like what's what what is this like they they weren't too (laughs) fond of it at the time so basically it was just my brother grinding gbs and getting pretty high up on the game battles ladders and then i think he did that for so long where he uh kind of got picked up by like a, a top amateur team and went to his first tournament and I think it was in 2010 in Halo 3, and I think he got top 20 or something like that as his first event. And then wow. uh, ever since then, we had like full support from from family kind of thing to to keep going to tournaments.
0: Nice. And was that kind of like what got you to come back into coaching? Because then I, I checked the Halo wiki, and I didn't see any like competition history. Did you ever like do, I guess, like competing beyond those local events? Or was it you just jumped right into coaching? It seems like you, you jumped into Shoot to Kill that then became CLG. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, so for me, um, competing besides the local stuff, nothing too much. I think I went to like one tournament in Halo Reach and got like like last round of AM or right the round like right before top 32 or something like that. Um, that was about all I did for competing. I kind of just, I competed in that tournament to go mainly to go watch my brother. Um, right. But yeah, other than that, no, I haven't really done much competing. Like I've always played the game and followed the game like religiously. Um, and I, mm. I'd like to say I've always had like a mind for the game, but like actual skill wise, i'd like to say i'm pretty average um i feel like i don't I, I, I don't put enough time to do it and i i don't know i don't this think i would fullest with uh yeah.
0: what's,
1: what's that
0: i have a, like, oh, a mind like, for the game like yeah, i can i can like, explain it i understand it but then like my fingers just don't <laughs> it's not happening yeah exactly
1: ever. like i like when i try to play now like when i search playlists in halo 3 like my brain wants yeah. to do what i what i'm thinking but like for right. some reason my fingers just don't always do it so i don't know yeah. i'm gonna i'll chalk it up to maybe old age a little bit but um ah, but yeah come no on. that's <laughs> no but uh yeah that was kind of it yeah. for competing for me but um for jumping into coaching it was it was kind of just like a natural fit for me because like i said like just the way i am like i'm so kind of passionate about halo and passionate about esports in general where I've, I've always followed tournaments i've followed kind of the streams and honestly like back when i used to play i, I played a lot like i was just a like a kid who played matchmaking all the time, right? So right. familiar with the players and people's play styles and tendencies and how to play the game correctly. So um, kind of when the opportunity came about in uh, in H2A, uh, the timing in my life was like, it was good timing for me. Um, okay. And it seemed like a really good opportunity just to, to kind of get involved things and to be like a, a, a pretty good asset for uh, the team at the time. So it was a, it was a no-brainer for me. I just jumped right into it.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it turns out you were a great asset. So your your debut event, you guys win the first event in H two A. It was uh, Iron oh. Games Columbus. Sorry, that's my doggie yeah. in the background who, who makes some pretty oh. uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> gross noises back there. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so H two A, you win your first event, and then you're no stranger to winning. Though Evil Genius did they did kind of like they they had their revenge. But uh, when you came well, into yeah. Halo Five, your first event in Halo Five against with sorry with Counter Logic Gaming, you won that as well. And then you won the first event in Halo 3. You have a tweet about this as well. Tony, throw the tweet up and we'll, we'll read that. So uh, I told myself in 2019, I would start giving myself more credit for my accomplishments. I like that. Uh, I've won the first <laughs> event that I've coached in every Halo title that I've ever been a part of. That makes me smile. So that's a hell of an accomplishment, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. How, do, how do you feel? You. How does it feel just you know, uh, being in that position?
1: It felt really good actually. Like honestly, um like winning this recent event in St. Louis was like I think this was one of the most like special tournament wins cuz I don't I think I've I don't know how many tournament wins I've won, but um yeah. this one like really like really felt good to me um just cuz like I thought about that. I'm like man, I've kind of like been doing this long enough where I've been coaching in three different Halo titles now, which I mean not a super long time, but it's it's a, it's a decent amount of, amount of time and effort I've been putting into it, so it's kind of cool to right. see, like, yeah, it wasn't just, like, a one-game wonder. Like, I was able to kind of transition yeah. through multiple different games and be with a, a few different rosters, and it's kind of just cool to see, like, where where like I came from, from that first Iron Games tournament uh, to, to now, and it it was really cool getting a win in Halo 3, which was the game that I basically grew up on, right? So... It's yeah. cool to see that, like, all those hours that I spent in that game kind of come out to bring something in the, in the future. Like, even though it was 10 or 12 years later, um, the fact yeah. that it still kind of worked out to, to manifest into something was, was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it would definitely be a special win. Cause especially like with Halo Three, I feel like winning in Halo Three, you get so much respect for that. You know what I mean? It's oh, like yeah. Halo Five, like dominating Halo Five is a huge accomplishment and it's very difficult, but you always get those kids, those naysayers who are like, it's not true Halo, it's not classic Halo, it's not Halo oh, Three, totally. whatever it is. And then Tox comes back and they win in Halo Three again. So it's like you've done the full circle. That's gotta feel good. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, that felt that felt really good. Cause yeah, the big thing like going into the tournament and yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like people are, oh, they, yeah. these guys are just Halo Five kids, like, right? Right. You know, then then there's all these lovely like Twitter debates going on about like who's a <laughs> dynasty and this, and it's like those never end well. But it it was nice to kind of to like prove some naysayers wrong and kind of like show that yeah we yeah. can show up in in Halo Three, which you know people always kind of tend to have that like. um that recency bias or like that bias of who was kind of relevant during that time frame back in the day. But it was nice to kind of say like, Hey, like we're here, like we're not, we're not going anywhere just because the game's changing.
0: Definitely. So, okay. So now here's the part in the the interview where I'm going to try to figure out what makes talks so damn good. I'm going to, I'm going to try to pry at you a little bit here. Uh, So tell me a little bit about your role as coach of talks gaming and how does practice typically work? Do you guys follow like a set schedule? How does that all work out? Do like a um, so for coaching. practice
1: yeah so for practice for us um actually pj is the one who uh kind of like sets up all the scrims um okay. i'd say we like we don't have like a strict schedule that's like really far in advance but basically the team's kind of uh like mindset of when we want to practice is every day that we can and every day that we can get a scrim So basically, like, I guess, I think Halo 5 is probably the best time frame to, like, describe to you what our work ethic is like, um, because that's when we really were going our hardest. Um, Basically, it was, like, if we could scrim every day, we would scrim every day. Um, The problem for us is, like, sometimes we couldn't find a scrim for seven days a week. Um, So that was, like, the only thing that was holding us back in Halo 5. Um, So, yeah. So I'd say, like, our work ethic is really good in that sense, like, we would have scrim line scrims lined up almost every night i'd say like minimum four or five nights a week when we were on Halo five um and we would just kind of go through the one one rotation of the game types kind of thing and then we're the type of team where um we do like our breakdowns after like in between games because that's like when it's most fresh in your head um so that's when we kind of talk about what we need to do what we need to focus on what we need to do better and then if there were like pressing issues that were like we, hey, like, we need to fix this or we're not going to win this tournament. And we would, like, mm-hmm. carry that over after the scrim and uh, talk about it and kind of <laughs> iron things out.
0: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And then, yeah, so so what I was going to say after is, like, do you guys go back and watch your team's matches? So that, I guess that's not, like, a regular thing that you're doing, only if there's, like, a specific issue you're trying to iron out. Like, are, are you ever yeah. watching these matches alone and trying to create, like, your own notes on things? Or is this, like, it's always together? Uh, you're always having a discussion? Most-
1: yeah. I would say probably like eighty percent of it is together. Um, that's kind of where you get the most value out of uh out of your practice is when everyone's doing everything together because then you're on the same page, right? And that's like right. the biggest part of Halo is being on the same page and being like that cohesive unit. Um I would say like when it comes to like going back and looking at things individually, in Halo it's more uh that's more for like things like opening strats and stuff like that. Um Right, right. Yeah, I would say the that part, like going and looking at like VODs of other players, it's more to just like pick up tendencies and like figure out um, like starting strats and things like that. It's it's not really. Uh, I would say the the team discussion is way more valuable than that piece. Um, so there's a lot less time dedicated to that. Where I think it's just the nature of Halo, whereas like other games, like I don't know, like CS or like League of Legends or something like that, where you get a lot more value out of like VOD reviews, but uh, in Halo, it's right. yeah, it's more for just like tendencies kind of thing
0: yeah, so and then beyond that, like just the work ethic is just scrimming as often as possible, as many teams as possible. why what would happen like when you couldn't get a team exactly like why is that? Are there teams like they didn't want to scrim you or it's just not the right fit or
1: yeah, I would say like in Halo like Halo Five is the best time to speak to this. um, I'd probably say like right. the first second year of Halo five um when more teams were active it was it was a combination of people not being available um sometimes people sometimes uh i think sometimes people wouldn't want to scrim us or they would kind of like mm. scrim other teams and kind of like bail on us sometimes for the most sure. part everyone was everyone was really good um yeah but yeah like we were we had the mindset where like we're scrimming every day if possible and yeah like the only thing that would hold us back would be someone like rescheduling or like <laughs> not showing up or something like that but um for the most part yeah. teams were good but we were we were so focused on playing every day. Where if we missed one day, we would be like, "Oh man, like these guys are losers. Like why why they why they bail on us kind of thing?" And we'd like yeah. internally blacklist them for like a day, and then we'd get over it.
0: Wow. Yeah. And so is it mostly <laughs> is it mostly like internal team specific stuff, or like you're talking about what your team needs to improve? Or are you ever doing like your own kind of homework on the side, where you're trying to like study other teams and say like, "Oh, this team does this a certain way, or these players have these tendencies." Is that something that you spend a lot of time on, or I guess only in, in the mm. circumstance that, that you need to, or
1: yeah, it's more on like an on an as needed basis for that kind of stuff. I would say like right. our team, our team is more focused on like what we're doing as a whole. Um, right. We don't really like target a specific player. Like there are some rosters where we've kind of like gone back and been like, okay, I think we need to do this to beat them. Like we need to shut this player down. Uh, we need to play okay. like a certain way against this kind of player. So we do go back mm-hmm. and do that i would say the the amount of teams that we've done it for is very small um what about with so splice does a, that
0: did that change a lot with Splice? because they're so aggressive right
1: that was honestly probably one of the most like stressful well not stressful but like <laughs> difficult times to to try to like solve a team out because like we would right. we would like we would figure out what we need to do then when we would go to do it it just like wouldn't work i don't know if it was just like the nature of halo 5 where like we could make a good play and then all of a sudden they would fly back in our faces like a second later and then, <laughs> and then we're four dead out of nowhere and is that what it is it's uh, just places like just flying at like you so starring. fast yeah <laughs> I, dude, I don't know like playing playing those guys like when they were like peaking like in at that in that third season of halo 5 it was just like yeah you basically just have four people that are like they were just crazy, like they were always <laughs> in your face, like all over the map, always. Like you just a big thing in Halo is pressure, and like you just yeah. felt like you were always under pressure with those guys. Um, so yeah, like you never really had a, and like even if you get them four dead, like when you get them four dead, you're probably in your own base kind of thing. So right. by the time you get to like mid map in Halo Five, they're already flying at you and pushing you back yeah. into your base so it's just i don't know i yeah. think it was a combination of it was just the nature of halo 5 and them just all being insane players like i mean look at that roster like shotzy renegade yeah. like i've had I had the pleasure of team with eco just now and like i i know how smart of a player he is and uh yeah. and B yeah. e as well stellar is just like they're all just they were just like robots who just didn't miss and they were all like like they were all just a cohesive unit that knew knew how to work together really well and it, it showed
0: did you like the competitive meta in Halo Five and like how things kind of evolved and and how you know Splice became so fast and aggressive? Did you did you like where things were going? I guess towards the end of it.
1: Um, I liked. I think yeah. I I guess if we're gonna go, so let's let's maybe go back to like the start and then get into the end. So like, right. the I think the meta of Halo Five at the beginning was kind of more towards like our kind of play style, which was good, which was more like um kind of like a setup, get control and then do your thing once you have that. Um and then right. kind of like punish teams that make like stupid mistakes. Um right. and then like as the game progressed, like people you just put so many hours into the game, right? So um it, you kind of don't get to capitalize as much for having that kind of a play style. where mm-hmm. by the time that third season kind of rolled around, it was honestly just like people understood that the game was really based on like movement and getting getting around the map in like a really fast and efficient way um right. and that's kind of what took over in that uh in that third season was just like constantly putting pressure to the point where the team that you're playing against like can't even think and can't even do what they want to do <laughs> yeah um, yeah cuz you're just always flying at them and always in their face so i honestly right. i think I, I think i liked um the meta of Halo 5 probably that second season where we won uh, worlds in 2017 when we were under Optic, mm-hmm. I think that's when right. the meta was probably my favorite because that's when we got away from all like the automatic weapons and like the right. We still the had fuel the rod like rifles.
0: Yeah, the fuel yeah. rods, some of the bad power weapons, and the rifles were still pretty yeah. powerful. So you had some pretty exciting. I mean, I liked the old BR despite being like a little too powerful, but yeah,
1: yeah. The old... <clears> I, I did like the old rifles. I wish they would have kept them the same. They were a little, they were a little overpowered, but they completely yeah. like ruined those guns when they, they made that weapon tuning update.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. and yeah, but I I think um the like the settings that we were playing on at the end of Halo 5 were were good. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just wish uh yeah, I don't know. I think the the gameplay just got to the point where everyone like had almost like mastered the game um because yeah. we've been playing it for so long that it it changed it completely changed the meta of the game where it was like everyone knows what they need to do in every scenario. It's just a matter of not letting right. them do it kind of thing. So
0: right, yeah. Who can suffocate the other team harder, basically? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I actually didn't even expect to get into the Halo Five combo there, but uh, but yeah, that was kind of you know insightful as well. Uh, the next question I had, had here was uh, with such top tier teams like right now, you got Snakebite, APG, Lethal, Eco. There's got to be some big egos in that roster. So as a coach, like, how do you manage this? Do you ever try to put forward new strategies? Is your team receptive to that, or do you guys ever argue amongst each other or have to resolve conflicts? that ever happened?
1: yes so for the current roster that we have right now like we like the current roster and rosters i've had in the past there's really no clash of egos um Hmm. like you look at the players you've got pj pj is just like a really solid leader he's like the kind of guy that he's he's he can be pretty intense sometimes but if you know him like Hmm. he he just wants to win right and that's that's kind of the same mentality of all the players on the team like that's that's why we team with the people that we team with because we know they have the same mentalities. They want to win. They don't care what it right. takes, what has to be done to win. They just they want to win no matter no matter what. So, right. like, this team right now um, that we just won this last Halo 3 tournament with, everyone's really open to feedback. Everyone wants to, like, learn. Everyone wants to do whatever they need to do to win. Um, so it's there, – there haven't really been any uh, egos or, like, clashes between any players because everyone, like, respects each other as players, so it's super easy – uh yeah. it's super easy to be on a team like in i know on some like kind of lower seated teams it's not always the case where you might not really trust mm. what everyone on your team is saying But this team it's right. like everyone is so good everyone's so accomplished where you don't have to really worry about what everyone's saying everyone everyone kind of they're they're on top of their own stuff so um yeah there's never really any issues when it comes to like that i'd say like our most whenever we do if there's like an argument it's it's more like um like a like a like a frustration like man like why aren't we doing this like what can we do better kind of thing but it's it's never uh it's never like personal or it's never targeted at someone it's always it's always constructive and it's always uh like just with the sole purpose of getting better so yeah egos have never been a never been a thing really with any team that i've been on
0: I think that's actually got to be one of the biggest takeaways for teams. It's just that kind of mindset that you just portrayed to me yeah. right there. Is just wanting to win and, and having that that baseline respect for each other and and just being open to criticism, open to comments. Like just wanting to improve, doing whatever it takes, whatever role you exactly. have to be or you know, kind of yeah. So I, I think that that's that's really cool. They have that flexible mindset and they're just they're you know they're 100% focused on that that W. Uh, so really, really valuable information there. I think a lot of teams need to need to take that into consideration. I think you have a lot of conflicting egos, especially in Halo, when when individual skill can be so important in certain scenarios. You know, people mm-hmm. think it's like, oh, this is all at my shoulders, or. You know, so I, I think, like, uh, definitely Tox has that. They seem to have that cohesion. And they go way back, right? Because, like, I, I'm pretty sure Snakebite and world too, how long have these guys been teaming together? Like, forever. And then Snakebite Dude. tweeted about APG wanting to t- to team with him for, like, 11 years, like, way back. Yeah. They wanted to be on a team together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of history there. Like, I think Matthew and PJ started teaming in Halo Reach. Um. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what, like, nine, eight, nine years ago now, 20, yeah. 2011 kind of yeah. thing um so yeah they've been a duo ever since and um i think there's some crazy stat that we always touch on every tournament or every now and then we remind ourselves where they were i think in the like their their placings since they started teaming was like i think they were outside the top two maybe like two times uh like once in halo reach and once in h2a i think those are the only two times they they placed outside the top two and yeah, I think the lowest placing they had like as a as a teammates was like 5th in an H2A event. Um wow. so so yeah, they've got a those two have a really long history together and then just like the players that we've kind of been teaming with now like um like APG and Eco, um it, like we've been really close with those guys for since well for as long as I like, I've I've been involved with things um right kind of been like we have our own little our little skype group and all that kind of stuff where we all kind of hang out and chill and yeah nice. so it's the, the the chemistry has always been there like we've always all been friends outside of the game so it's it's easy to kind of uh, to connect with these players again
0: yeah definitely shows in the gameplay so let's get into it well, This is a scenario, the scenario that the middle of a match here uh you're on main okay. stage you're versus a top versus a top team uh, what's going through your mind what would you say are like the biggest things you need to pay attention to as a coach and and what can you do from your position to try to give your team like an edge over the competition
1: so for me um i focus a lot on kind of like bringing value in like really crucial moments in the game so in halo i guess if we're going to talk about halo 3 um i guess it's relevant to halo 5 as well but um right. in halo 3 it's more making sure like the team is, is aware and like thinking about what they want to do before something happens. So like, for mm-hmm. instance, let's go with, um, let's go with like a construct game or or a guardian game where you're waiting for camera OS. It's not sure. just kind of like calling a time and being like, yo, like let's get down and do this. It's kind of, for me, like my coaching style is I like to like have like a, like a flow of communication and like ask questions. So usually mm-hmm. like when we're like kind of the, a minute before, something's coming up whether it's a, a weapon or or a, to- or a camo or an OV or something like that it's kind of just like asking questions like how do we want to play to get this os like what are we going to do to get this camo um right. like, where do we want to go before this happens and kind of just like reminding people like yo this is coming up in 10 seconds like we can't we can't die right now we're not getting it it's more just like right like, like throwing in reminders and kind of um starting like a conversation because like the play like for for top teams like if you're in the top two or three players all know what they need to do it's more just like keeping them on the same page and and uh like reminding them and kind of saying like hey like this is happening pretty soon like let's let's start thinking about it and let's start like coming up with a plan of what we're gonna do to to get it based on where like what's happening in the game right now whether like we're four dead and getting spawn killed or we just four down them and we have full control kind of thing so i think that's like that's my main focus when we're on the main stage and i'm really big on keeping uh keeping the team like kind of calm like i don't know if you ever hear and listen like i don't really like power-ups and stuff that's important like weapons and all that i kind of go like yeah. almost like a robotic like weird like nasa voice where i just go like <laughs> almost like bob like bob ross style where i'm like okay guys let's start thinking about this and it's like it's like kind of fake almost <laughs> but yeah. it's just like weirdly for me it's calming so i hope it's calming for the players um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, um, that's kind of my, my style and what I'm focused on. Cause yeah, like it's more just making sure that we're ready for things. Cause we all know what to do when it happens. It's just kind of making sure like we're ready and we're, we're, uh, we're, we're on the same page.
0: That's right. Yeah, you don't have to micromanage too much. It's more like you're identifying specific no. phases of gameplay in the match, right? So you're like, okay, exactly. camo period's coming up, just kind of reminding them, I guess, like a minute in advance, giving them that time to kind of get their minds wrapped around it and figure out what, what's the play going to be, how are we going to set up to prepare for this, uh, rather than just like, it's up in 30 seconds, you should go grab it type thing. Uh, I like that. Exactly. I think that that's actually, that's actually really cool. That's, you know that's, That kind of gives me a, like a unique... And I peek into the mind of a coach there is just kind of, you know, recognizing, okay, yeah. it's this phase of the game. What does the team need to do to, uh, to counteract this? And then just kind of giving them those like leading questions that nudge in the right direction. And then they know what yeah. to do, right? You're not, not too involved, yeah. but just, just involved enough. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm nerding out here. <laughs> uh, so in, uh, in St. Louis, so here's a St. Louis scenario, is uh, you maintain a dominant performance throughout. But in grand finals, denial puts your backs against the wall. What was it about denial, first of all, that allowed them to kind of break through and uh, and clutch out that first series? And then in situations like that, we're setting the bracket. Like what kind of communication is happening amongst your team and what do you do to like kick off that next series without showing signs of fatigue?
1: So that denial series in the grand finals, um, they were honestly just playing like the best Halo of their lives. Like they were just we were getting world start in that first series. Like I think um like since I've kind of been competing like in the same kind of ecosystem as like Straight Sick and uh Ares, like that was yeah. the best like they played insane, yeah. like out of their minds. Like I just remember on Narrows, I think it was like a Narrows flag or Narrow Slayer, like Straight Sick had snipe and he literally I don't think he missed a single bullet. Like you were either getting <sighs> bodied or blamed like whenever you looked at him. So when that kind of happens, yeah. you just almost have to sit back and be like, all right, this player is like he's just he's on one right now and we can't really stop him unless we do something <laughs> crazy. So, yeah. you almost have to like you almost have to sit back and take it for a little bit and hope that they that he just wow. decides to miss a bullet cuz like at uh-huh. that point in the at that point we were just like there was it, it felt like there was nothing you could do. Like you could try right. to do stuff on the map, but he just was shutting us down and I think even in like um was it an amplified amplified or onslaught or something like that like aries was aries was playing really well Their oh, whole yeah, team was playing amplified. really well like
0: yeah, even shelly yeah, showed like, up hardcore like, i had never heard of shelly even like the, the world hasn't heard of shelly's got like 200 followers on yeah. twitter you guys should go follow him by the way but he showed up i saw some crazy yeah plays that from was he's like his that
1: was his first tournament
0: i think is that was i, his I first think tournament. that was his first tournament yeah i think so yeah and I i, I also
1: I heard he's play. canadian too so yeah, that's well, that's my know. boy if he's canadian <laughs> um but oh, uh talent. but yeah no he played really well and even uh like commonly was playing really well too like yeah. i feel like he doesn't get as yeah. as much credit as he deserves on right. that team those guys were all four of them were just like they were on fire honestly like that's that first series yeah. they were all on the same page they were clicking they were hitting shots and there was uh not a whole lot we could do in some of those games um when we kind of got to that i think it was the one game that we won that onslaught flag we were kind of like all right, there's no snipers on this map. Like we 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 can do something here. Like let's 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 try to do it. And we we ended up winning that. But yeah, the the first series is rough. We were honestly just getting world started. Like that's that's like all that's like what it was. Um, so that that first series kind of wrapped up. Um, we're we're a really calm team, so we didn't get really get too worked up about it. We kind of just like reset. Um, and we kind of were like we're almost joking a little bit. We're like, well, I think it was T J was kind of saying, dude, these guys can't play this good for another another like seven games potentially they, they so, can't like, hold gotta, gotta, like, wait about yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: like i've never like the halo they were playing was incredible and it's like if they could keep yeah. that up like if they were to keep that up for another series like they deserve to win because they'd just be freaks in nature right um right so we went in that second series like we we honestly like fundamentally weren't playing bad in that first series we were just getting destroyed like shot wise um so we kind of were just like you know what like we need to do a little bit different like communication wise i think we were we might have been a little hectic in that first series um so we kind of just like told ourselves yeah let's be a little bit more calm but honestly we we didn't change a whole lot like in our gameplay um right. and the game types were also a little bit better for us in that second series so we kind of just like reminded ourselves we were like hey guys these are way better game types um they're not going to be able to do that again like unless there's some kind of freaks of nature so we kind of <laughs> just like lighten the mood a little bit and um buckled up for another series and it, it worked out for us but uh yeah the, i think for us it's just uh mood was good our mentality is good like we don't we don't get flustered when we lose kind of thing right we've it's happened to us multiple times in halo 5 where been we've been there before yeah yeah we've been on both ends of of resetting the bracket and getting the re- the bracket reset on us so we know what it's like and we just kind of buckled up for another series
0: business as usual i like it exactly uh, you guys that was, to maintain a Yeah. <laughs> Maintain a good mindset under under pressure. Focus on the positive, though. That's a good thing too. Like, kind of, okay, what's the next series? What are the game types? Are these, you know, more in our favor than the last series, right? So, kind of seeing some of uh, the you know opportunities that you can take advantage of. And you guys, you guys did that. You pulled through. I mean, like you said, it would be insane if they somehow that if denial managed to you know continue the uh, just the incredible run that they were on. But that's that's the thing about Halo is like it's so hard to stay on 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 the whole time and like not fatigue for such a long series as well. Those pit games, those pit games went on for so long, especially in the one before that, like just waiting them out, basically. It was like,
1: Yeah, those pit games know. were crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that'll, that'll, you know, make anybody kind of start to fall out of the, the focus or out of the hot seat. Um, so you won the event uh, and what happens next? So we have the Invitational coming up. The Invitational coming up. You guys, are you going to take a break? Are you going to go right back into scrims? A lot of people, I'm sure, are wondering, is Royal 2 coming back to the roster? You guys have so much talent. How do you how are you going to figure this out? What's happening next?
1: So what's next? Um, yeah, so we're going to Austin for the Invitational. That's look, really looking forward to that tournament. Um, I'd say, like, practice regimen will probably not change a whole lot. Um, we haven't started playing and scrimming yet. Um, mainly I think, I don't think any other teams really are right now from what I've seen, um, but mm-hmm. I'd imagine scrims will be starting up probably in the next, like, week or so, I'd I'd say. Right. Um, and it'll be same as before, trying to scrim every night possible, um, kind of seeing, I, I'm imagining that there's going to be a lot of roster changes that are going to take place probably um, from now until this next event. Um, right. Because, like, the Halo, this Halo Three tournament, like some rosters were kind of just thrown together, and now yeah. a lot of players kind of have an idea of who's, who's strong, who's maybe not as strong as right. they thought. So I think It'd a lot, I think intense. a lot of the, yeah, yeah, I, 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 would, I'd be surprised if some of these rosters in the top six didn't like swap a, pl- like a player or two kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um True. So, so I'd imagine scrims will probably start like after that kind of wave sets by. Um. So yeah, but it'll be business as usual for us practice regimen won't change. Um and then for the second part of your question about uh Royal 2 coming back. Um I think that is like 99% certain that he'll be back for the next tournament. Um so uh yeah, so he you should expect to see him um him in some scrims and uh maybe he'll be streaming a little bit more as well. So but yeah, I think the the word on the street from what I've been hearing since he's in the next room over <laughs> is uh that he he should be back.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'd want to come back if I was him, With you guys still winning and everything. Uh, and I, I won't pry you anymore. I'm not, you're not sure who he's replacing. And I know you guys haven't you know, quite revealed the information yet, but uh, good to know that we could be seeing some Royal too later in the year. I'm sure he's going to be a great addition to the squad. Um, and then just one more question before we, uh, we close out here. For anyone who wants to become a coach or any coaches who want to improve their craft, uh, are there any like lessons that you've learned over the years or any recommendations you have for them?
1: I would say the really big thing that is really important for coaches is uh, you need to really get to know your team. So right. I guess it's not always easy for newer coaches or coaches who are coming to a team with players they don't know, but try your best right. to like understand the tendencies of your players, like what their attitudes are like, what um, how they kind of, how they operate mentally, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my, like my coaching philosophy is the players know how to micromanage themselves. It's more just, kind of knowing how to like guide them and like ask like ask questions and set them up for success. So right. some some players react differently to others than when you do things like if you give them criticism, if you offer like some advice, um everyone's different. So the big piece is really get to know your players. Um it'll right. it'll help you kind of hone your coaching style because I personally think that no two no two coaches on any team are similar like if right. you're a good coach, you should know like I should be able to go to another team, I don't know, some other random team and and my coaching style would probably have to change almost right. completely um to be a good coach for that team. Cuz it's mm-hmm. you have to more mold yourself around the players than doing like your standard, you know, like your times and your uh your times and all that kind of stuff. It's it's for me right. it's more it's more about the players and getting like like i said molding yourselves around them for knowing like how they operate and then once yes. uh once you've done that then you'll kind of have their trust you'll be able to kind of work yourself into the system and and then from there you just become more of a more of a cohesive unit
0: yeah yeah man i i completely agree i think it's like knowing the game is one thing but it's more than that as a coach it's a people game you got to understand the people that you're coaching and their tendencies like you said and getting to really know your team and you you put it perfectly mold yourself kind of around around the team that you have and guess you're constantly adapting and changing so great advice and uh and hopefully we get we get some more awesome coaches we got some more events to look forward to in halo three which is so exciting uh so so thank you, man, honestly, so much for coming on this stream. I it's a it was great that I bumped into you on the airplane just to even kind of start things off because that gave me the easy segue even to just like introducing myself to you and I'm I'm glad I did. Turns out you're a great guy. Um and and where can we find you on social media? Do you stream ever? Is that is that a thing you're ever gonna do?
1: Uh streaming's not too big of a thing for me. Um I don't really have the internet to pull it off, sadly. Um ah, dude. but um you can find me on Twitter. Um uh Chris underscore Royal One. Um I'm not the most active person on there, uh because 'cause I've got a pretty, pretty busy life behind the scenes. But um nice. but yeah, I'm I'm on Twitter. Um you can you'll probably find me in Twitch chats and stuff, scrims and stuff like that. And I'm uh I'm always always one to want to chat about the game. So whatever way you, anyone can reach out to me and talk about Halo, I'm the kind of person who's down to talk about it whenever with whoever. So I'm uh I'm really glad you were able to to reach out to me. It was uh pleasure being here and thank you for having me on and yeah like like you're saying before it's crazy that we were able to bump into each other on the plane like that because <laughs> um yeah look yeah. we're we're now we're doing a little call together a little podcast together so it's yeah man crazy how things work
0: yeah so thank you so much man so excited so many big events to come up this year i'm sure i'm going to be seeing a lot more of you i got to keep with my own grind as well but once again man thank you for coming on the stream thank you Right, we're back. And just in case you guys didn't hear me beforehand, I'm wearing different clothes now. That's because that interview was pre-recorded from last night. So awesome interview. Great talking to World One. We are now live again and we're not done with the show. I did take some time to snoop through the chat there and I saw a lot of recognizable names. Thank you guys so much for all the support that you're giving. And Frosty, I saw you there too. Hillinette at Call of Duty. Hopefully one day you can come back to Halo and, and enjoy Halo Infinite with us. And you know, hopefully we'll see that happen. But anyway, in the meantime, we've transitioned back to Halo 3. And with the transition comes a lot of new talent. The spotlight's on a lot of new players. And one player in particular is right in the middle of the spotlight right now. I'd like to introduce Gabriel as the next guest on the street. How's it going, man? Yo. It's uh, going well. What's up, like St- Shaway? Go, it's good, man. You're, you're back from St. Louis. Have you been relaxing? Or are you, like, right back on the Halo 3 grind now?
2: Man, I started playing the, the day I got back. <laughs> like that monday so yeah the, the grind definitely didn't stop
0: yeah and they changed the aim now too they've got modern aim versus classic aim have you been messing around with that what do you think of the, the new uh, switch? uh
2: yeah i did mess around with it for a little bit first i was modern and then i was like okay this is too slow turn i went to classic but now i'm on modern and uh, i think that's
0: what i'm stuck with honestly Really, yeah. People are saying there's like slow turn kind of issues with modern, so hopefully they tweak that. But on classic, you've got like these really fast diagonals that are super kind of like jarring at times. So it's Mm -hmm. it's weird. It's hard to find a sweet spot, but hopefully they tweak it. I I think it's good that they still have both, so at least you can you can switch back between the two, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like on that, just uh, putting that second dead zone to zero, I think will fix that slow turn. That's what happened with me, and I, I like it, but. Oh out. damn! You actually and,
0: you have strats. Okay, on top of the dead yeah. zone. What about like sensitivity settings? Is there like a like a sweet spot? That's all. That's
2: all preference. That's all preference, preference from yeah, there. Yeah. I I just know that's what made me make that switch to modern. Like before, I was like, all right, no, it's too slow. I changed that, and you know, I like it.
0: Right, so you got to tweak the Dead Zones from Classic. That's actually a good point. So you guys try messing around with the Dead Zones, see if that changes anything. But let's go all the way back to the beginning here, because I I love doing this with my interviews. You've been playing, you've been grinding Halo for a long time. But recently with the the switch to Halo 3, you're now back on the spotlight. But where did it all begin, man? How did you first get into Halo?
2: Man, I've been playing Halo since I was a little kid. Like, back in Halo 1 on original Xbox uh, with my brother. Like, he's the one who got me into it um so it's 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 honestly always been part of my life i feel like since i've been playing video games
0: yeah man for sure i mean was there like do you have like like specific memories or stories or like kind of like like what was your favorite uh like moment back when favorite moment
2: my favorite moment was uh it's like my birthday i got my xbox 360 i finally like was able to play online and I remember my first game online, like it was just amazing. Like I, I, it was I was just hooked like after and I remember just being so like amazed by the game, the graphics and like it was just super fun. Like uh I don't know. That that's honestly my best memory from like those times, like getting that Xbox for the first yeah. time and playing online, yeah. man. It was
0: crazy. Yeah, man, it's so good. I, I literally had to like pool money together and buy an Xbox just so I could play Halo two after like experiencing mm-hmm. like the whole lands and all of that. Yeah, it's it's just Game like shaped our entire generation. But so you you got into the game, you jumped into competing, and you've actually got a lot of experience with tournaments that actually dates back. This is from the Halo Wiki. So I don't know what's right and what's wrong here, but I'm I'm just reading off the Wiki. It says it goes all the way back to 2009. And one of your main highlights was that you were the team captain of Elevate back in Halo 2 Anniversary. And then you tried your hand at Halo 5 for a bit. You competed in 2016 for a bit. And then after 2016, you kind of like disappeared. And so where did you go? What happened there? And then how come now that you come back, you're one of the best players in the world at Halo 3? Like, we'll bridge the gap here.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, me disappearing, that was kind of like – I tried Halo 5. Uh, I, I didn't really, like, enjoy it. Like, uh, I felt like games after Reach, I kind of didn't enjoy as much. So right. once Halo 5 came and we didn't make Pro League with the – I think my team at the time was, like, me, Cloud, Falcated, and Rammy It was a denial team in the first relegations. I just kind of, like, didn't really put my effort into it. And then my final event of that game was, like, DreamHack Denver. And then I had, like, a lot of personal stuff going on leading up to it. So after that, I just kind of said I need to take a break from, like, competing, figure out some stuff in my personal life. And now that, you know – H3's back. It's like the perfect time, I feel like. Like, right now, I can really put my all into it.
0: So, in that that hiatus, did you, like, kind of go back to Halo 3? Like, you're saying Halo 5 wasn't really your speed. So, were you playing, like, grinding some MCC in the background? Or did you just kind of like... I've always,
2: I've, I've always played Halo 3. Like, even before... Uh, I remember it was a period after the AGL. was, like, after Halo 4 when the Xbox One was announced. And with the right. MCC, right? So, even then i already went back to xbox 360 and i that's actually where i met like my current teammates fantasy and Zerko. Oh, uh, just playing matchmaking, okay. yeah just, just, right. just like that so like i was always like that was the the game i always went back to like in that in that transition between halos so after mcc came out and halo 3 was on there I just did the same exact thing but on on the one so but yeah
0: right right makes sense so so even you know when when like, it was Xbox One was in the spotlight. Just Halo 3 was always kind of that game on the back burner. You'd come back and grind it. And honestly, it looks like your decision paid off, man, because how does it feel, like, knowing that the scene has gone back to Halo 3, like 343 is reviving Halo 3's competitive scene, and and now you're one of the top six teams competing for $100,000 in Dallas. Like, congrats, by the way.
2: Thank you, thank you. Uh It feels amazing just because, like, we played so much. And, like, I think the biggest part of it is just, like, getting competition like for a long time we would just play like these online tournaments and we would win them but we always would want to like play a real tournament like go to a land and see like what this team could do against like some of these players so like i think it's very fun now that it's like the main game like I, i don't know i'm just excited
0: yeah man so H3 comes back, and you guys kick things off with a bang. You win the 2v2 event against Roy and Flamesword in Atlanta with Fantasy as your teammate. You guys had incredible chemistry as a duo, by the way. How long have you been teaming? So you said this was back from 360. Was this like when you came back to 360 when Xbox One came out, then you guys discovered each other? How did that happen?
2: Yeah, just like that. Uh, um, 360 playing matchmaking, like playing against them, obviously, is good. Like You could tell a good player like just by playing against them. Uh, right. and. We've literally been playing. Every time I go back to Halo Three, that's the the guys I play with. Yeah, so right. we've had. So it's like it's like at least since twenty fourteen. That's how long it's been. Wow,
0: wow. Kind of you know do some soul searching, go back to the three sixty, meet somebody on matchmaking <laughs> who's been grinding, and uh and it all works out, and then you become GMS. So I, that's the thing that I I want to ask about this squad too. So you're on GMS okay. now. You're with Goofy, Zerka, Fantasy. Tell me about GMS. You're called the Golden Modem Squad. Uh, what does this mean? Like, how did you guys decide on the team name? Where did this all come from?
2: The team name uh, – I forgot how – someone, like, suggested something, and then, like, we kind of twisted it, and then it just stuck. But, like, it just came from, like, those those days where we were – we play Halo 3, and there's always been, like, a little community of Halo 3 players. So they run online tournaments. At the time, they were, like, jaywalks, and we would just win them. And, like, it was just, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like poking fun at online, you know? Like, we just – which is good online, like but that's all there was. Like there was no land tournaments, so but that's where yeah. that's where it came from.
0: So just kind of yeah, poking fun at the, the whole internet connection thing and being like, This is why we're winning. Our our modems must be like freaking incredible. But uh and then <laughs> when did when did when did Goofy come into the picture as well? Because you guys just recently grabbed him, I guess.
2: Yeah, Goofy came into the picture like this one tournament Ripping couldn't play or something like that. Uh this is like I don't know how long. This was maybe like a year ago, something like that, like the final J-Walk tournament. Uh, And then when the 4v4 was announced, like the grassroots program and all that, we just played with Goofy. Like we kind of had a period where we were trying Rippon, but then Rippon had to actually go to school and he wasn't playing for like two
0: weeks. So we just stuck with Goofy and, you know, here we are. Kept on the grind, so so UGC St. Louis kicks off. You guys are plowing your way through the bracket, and then on Saturday you make it to Reciprocity. And Fallout gives you this quick interview on stage. And apparently, from the interview, you said you never lost a series to Reciprocity in online qualifiers. And then you go on to win that series against them three two. So, any idea what it is with your matchup like uh, with Rec? Like, how do you just have their numbers? Is there, like something you can say to that?
2: Um. I don't know if it's a specific thing. I mean, every time we play them, it's honestly like really close games. So we've right. probably just been edging them out. But we just play really aggressive. And I feel like as time goes on, maybe they'll, they'll get used to it. But it's been working so far. So we just haven't changed anything.
0: That's the thing. That's one thing I've noticed from your gameplay as well and something I was talking about in the analyst desk is you guys are are so aggressive. You're not afraid to get right in their faces. You've got a lot of confidence and it seems like maybe reciprocity. Yeah, they haven't quite figured out how to deal with that yet. Might be it.
2: Might might be. Um, a little bit. There's also, you know, they just kind of like there's not that many teams either that are like now there is now there's people actually playing. So it's going to be interesting to see like how I guess teams adjust, you know. Right, if if they also get aggressive, like that's that's part of the reason why uh, we really just kind of look at talks because that's like the one team that like felt like they're getting aggressive on us. That makes that makes us feel like like we got to scramble out of our base. Like we got to just hold them back, keep them off our side. Like I don't know, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, let's actually talk about talks for a second too. So, so you take your win from reciprocity, and then you move on to talks with confidence going into it, and then your series unfortunately ends in a three zero. And each match was close, but you couldn't clutch out a win. So, kind of walk me through the series a bit. Like, uh, talks is the team that you want to be more than any team, but what makes them such a difficult competitor? Uh, and how does your team like? Well, I guess well, I'll ask that question after. What makes them so difficult as a competitor, talks? Would you say?
2: You just got to play really good halo against them that's all it is like they they play very smart very patient they know when to get aggressive uh that's that series all the games were close um we did do mistakes i I know i personally did mistakes on arrows with rockets being aggressive so i think we learned from it like we just had to tone down our, our play and uh i mean we're looking to like have a good run back at the invitational honestly right but but, yeah, they're just experienced. That's, that's it. You just have to not mess up against them.
0: Right, right. How does your team deal with situations like that? Because I know you guys came into that with a lot of energy. You really wanted to win. And then losing that series. And then in Sunday, I would say, you know, you kind of underperformed as to what we expected, right? Because you were killing it on the Saturday. So did you think it, like, kind of took a little steam out of you guys or something? Like, how do you try to recover from those situations mid-tournament?
2: Like, like, for Sunday? Yeah. Or, I mean, Sunday, honestly, we literally just showed up. Like uh-huh. our match was called and we weren't even at the venue yet. So we just choked on like preparation, honestly. Oh but my God, as far really? as bouncing back, yeah. But as far as bouncing back, uh we've always been like a team that could that could pull out like crazy clutches, like I don't know what it is. We're just we're kind of calm and we, we take our time and we know the game very well. So it wasn't we didn't like take anything like from it. We weren't like like not confident after that series we just knew that we made mistakes you know that's all it is
0: right yeah so what are the mistakes how can you fix those mistakes next time and just play better halo exactly
2: like we we talked about it you know watch the games watch the stream uh we all said like something that we could have changed like it's it's just working on
0: it that sounds like the right mindset to have honestly so it's good good to know that you guys have that communication and you just you know, keep it going for, uh, for the Invitational and hit it strong. Um, there was one thing, though, that also popped up in the Fallout interview that I wanted to, uh, to bring up, is uh, you strike me as someone who's very determined. And it feels like you're thinking beyond the wind here, like there's something deeper that you're trying to prove. In that quick interview with Fallout, you had also talked about casters throwing shade at you or not getting the respect that you guys deserve. Uh, can you speak to this a little bit? What's this about?
2: Um, the caster thing, that was, like, something new. That's kind of, like, something that stemmed from, like, the 2v2 and, like, onward. Um, But as far as, like, yeah. this being bigger, like, it is, like, this is, like, a game that, like, I grew up with that, like, got me into playing Halo. To me, this is real Halo. Like, I yeah. love this game. And to do it with, with these guys that, that I've been playing with since 2014, like, these guys are, like, like brothers to me. So, like, to go... To that tournament and beat rec, qualify for this top six invitational, yeah. play for a hundred K with these guys that like I just met online, like it, it means the world, bro. Like it, it's crazy. Like like this right here, like holding this with fantasy. <laughs> yeah, man. Bro, it was it was crazy. Like and and I remember leading going into it like cause this goes way back, like in twenty fourteen, like when we would talk about like, man, we wish they would have a, a land tournament. It, it was honestly from like Twitch people. We would play, like, like, who knows, like, Lethal APG Hysteria Hines or something, like, beat them in a jaywalk tournament, and people would just be like, oh, you you won't do it on land." And us, we're uh-huh. confident, so we're like, we want to have that tournament. So, like, I remember when this was announced, the whole five weeks leading up to it, fancy and I was just t- talking about, it. man, we're going to win. We're going to win. Like, we can't wait to hold that yeah. trophy. We're going to win. So, like, to, to actually do it and now have this, like, chance to do it for all of 2019, it's bigger than just me. Like it's, it's a whole team thing. Like, uh, I can't explain it.
0: Nah, man. I, I'm feeling it. You're, you're going to get me emotional, man. There's, there's a story here, right? There's a ton of passion. You know, this is a brotherhood. You guys are playing the game that you absolutely love, that you grew up with, and now it's coming back, and you have an opportunity. You're, you're in the spotlight right now, and the yeah. cool thing about it is you guys on Twitter, like I'm looking at your Twitter profiles, and, and none of you guys are, except that, I guess Goofy's got more rec- you know recognition, but you guys are are pretty new as far as, you know, being recognized in the Halo scene, and you're flying out to these events, you're competing for $100,000, and I'm I'm seeing these tweets, and like Zerka and Fantasy are like, they're just so honored to be a part of that journey and it's it's got to be so exciting for you guys so it's it's cool because like i want to have this show to to bring some more fans on board with your story as gms and, and have some people supporting you on that 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 journey you know? yeah yeah man nah,
2: man. i definitely appreciate it appreciate you like taking the time to like reach out and just even give my story because like i feel like some of these i don't want to go back to the casters but like all that stuff could just been avoided they just like talk to us like Yo, yeah. what were you guys about? Like, they their story was just so like twisted, but you know it's whatever. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I don't know all the details about it, but I what I one thing I will say is you guys seem very determined. You seem very passionate, and honestly, I, it's it's showing in the gameplay. So you guys just keep up the wins, and and you know nobody's gonna be able to say anything. You just keep you know showing the results, right? So. That's uh, that's all the grind. And by the way, are, are you guys sponsored yet, or what? Like, is it? It's not like an official. Because are are you, you going to be operating under a new, more official banner? Are You going to stick with GMS? Like, you're top six team now. You're competing for a hundred thousand dollars. What's going on?
2: So we got approached by a couple orgs before uh, St. Louis, but honestly, like, I didn't really want to sign with any of them because I feel like they weren't offering what what I believe my team is worth. Like, we know what we can do, and we also right. know like. Uh, like, what Halo 3 is going to do. Like, I remember at the 2v2, we were even talking to – Fancy and I were talking to some of these orgs, and they are like, well, we don't know what the season's going to be like. There's no other tournaments announced, like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And we're like, guys, there's going to be, like, 44 tournaments. Like, 3 like, 343, they're not going to do a whole year of, like, just nothing. And then, what do you know? Like, right after Grassroots comes out, 4v4, Invitational, like – Yeah. And, then, and now it's, like, starting to pick up. And this is just the first event, like – in my head, yeah. this is going to be probably the biggest year of Halo like that they've had in forever. So, like, I don't yeah. know. It was just like a lot of orgs just not having the vision, the long-term vision that, that we have. So, I I honestly just said we should just like go the talks route and just do our own team, just GMS, mm-hmm. and then from there just see what we can do from it because I think that's going to pay off way more in the long run. So, that's why we're right. currently not sponsored. But if the right org comes the right offer comes in, like, of course, I, I think we would take it. But as of now, we're we're sticking as GMS.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, back before St. Louis, maybe it was like a little more ambiguous as to whether or not there was like an opportunity to sponsor you. But now with this invitational coming up and the events they have planned, I think there's a pretty good chance you're going to get a lot more proposals from organizations coming in. So you might be able to change it or go the talks route. Either way, you guys you are going to be getting some sponsorships. So there's a lot of reason to follow Halo right now. So hopefully people can see that that long-term vision that you were talking about. So, uh, so actually, Tony had also let me know that uh, apparently people are asking a couple questions. Tony, I don't have a lot of questions here. So, was this something that you were instructing viewers to do, or because I only see two? But I'll I'll ask these questions. And this this isn't this is this first one isn't really relevant to Gabriel. But uh, I know Figgy Figgy, what's up, man? I know you've been asking the same question here. Is saying wired versus plug-in controllers? Do you know much about this, Gabriel? Do you mean like do you mean like the regular Xbox One controller that you can just plug in with a USB cable versus like a, a controller that's like dedicated wired? uh What do you think, wired versus plug-in controllers? I
2: mean, I would do wired because that's if you're gonna go to a tournament, then that's all you can play. You can't bring wireless. So like me, yeah. I have my controller right here. Mine's wired. You know, it just sticks like that. No battery. That's how I play. But yeah, I, I used to play um, wireless. I mean, you can't. It just depends if you're gonna go to a tournament.
0: Yeah, and, and Figgy, I don't know if you knew this, but when you plug the cable into your controller, it no longer is a wireless controller. It's it's effectively a, a wired controller. It, like shuts off the wireless receiver, and you get a true low latency wired connection. The only issue that you can run into is is the issue that Spartan had, <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, Spartan in the middle of the tournament is controller unplugged because these these little plugs are so flimsy on the top of the Xbox One controller. But I mean, I guess if you get like a razor, it's like heat in there. Um, uh S so we got uh I can never say this. SF Ice? Is that how I say it? Sorry dude. SF Ice asks, uh, favorite map game type, Gabriel.
2: Uh heretic flag. Uh that's probably my favorite. It's very uh I like I don't know. You have to like play very smart and it gets very like chaotic at times and you could do the insta explodes with the plasmas, and I don't yes. know. Uh, uh, it's fun. It's fun to me. Uh, that's one of my my most favorite game types for sure.
0: No, I completely agree. that That map has so much. Like it's so tight. It's so intense all the time. The spawns are like you're bright in each other's faces constantly. Even the way that the the map shaped, like everything's kind of sloped. And I know that not many people go for this, but you can kind of do that that slope jump where you like slide and then jump. Yeah, you're of, right. Like, I, I
2: actually like doing that. I, yeah, and that's, that's something you can do that, all that over. You brought there, that <laughs> yeah that whole map is just so fun to play on yeah
0: yeah yeah and then the the insta floats like it's not even just like insta sploting yourself doing it off other teams like other players nades and stuff makes it so sick like there's so many crazy interactions so completely agree with you there uh we've got from kevin cool to gabriel uh any knowledge on the pro team being built for 343 uh know anyone part of the team or in consideration you know anything about this
2: I mean, I know people are interested. Uh, I don't know, like, anything as far as, like, who they have in mind. But I know, you know, obviously Clutch is running it. My boy Tusk wants to yeah. be a part of it. Um, of but from that, you know, I don't know too too much more about that. But they kind of keep that stuff, like, locked up, you know, very tight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No big details just yet. Uh, we have uh, Tiwi4, biggest online warrior right now. Who is it? oh
2: man biggest online warrior i don't know no one really gives me a problem like i feel like i'm where i live and my internet is is decent like i play eights, right and like i live in houston texas so like i play eights with like you know all these people and they're just like sometimes complaining about connection and in my head i'm just like all right i mean this isn't even that bad for me but i I don't have one in,
0: in mind right now all right fair enough uh Maddie Rums, uh when can I buy some GMS merch? That <laughs> that's coming devil? soon. <laughs> that's
2: coming soon. Yeah. That's definitely coming soon. Yeah. I mean, honestly, awesome. we, we're already talking to someone about that. So like hopefully before the invitational. I'll put it like that.
0: So sick. All right.
2: Um we've got we gotta get a team logo first though. That's that's yeah, that's that one. too.
0: Mm-hmm. official logo. Uh uh Re- Re- gorpa Rima Re- gorpa I'm sorry if I butchered the names, guys. Uh UGC, ask Gabriel who he thinks is the best online Halo player of all time. Why specifically online, but sure. Best online Halo player of all time.
2: That's easy, Oric. That has to be the who? best like online player. Oric? You ever Auric? No. Yeah. Oh man. He's a legend. Is? Yeah. He's only I mean, on online. This is back. Yeah. I mean, this is back then in Halo 3. Uh, he went to one tournament in Reach, but yeah, Ulrich is like a legend on, online yeah. for sure. Damn, but that's right, like, a, right. like a from back then answer.
0: Like an OG. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we got Dark Minion. Uh, are you looking forward to the new Halo, and what could make or break the game from a competitive standpoint? Good question. I mean, make or break, it just depends who you ask. Me, personally,
2: yeah. I'm not a fan of, like, I, like, for Halo 5, for example, I was not a fan of, like, the abilities. Sprint, I could tolerate Sprint, kind of, like, since Reach, but if I had to pick, I would not want – I would want a classic, uh, something that, you know, that makes Halo Halo, like these other games were kind of just – I feel like we're a different game with just Halo on the name, but – Yeah it just depends like who you ask. Cause I know there's people who, who do like that stuff and they would want like infinite to be more like ability centered and like, ha- I don't know. But it, for yeah. me, if it's not classic, I'll probably stick to H3 or something. I don't know. It uh, really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, hoping... I, I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna give yeah. it a try. Of course. Oh, for sure. I'm just yeah. saying, I hope it gives me that feeling that I get like with Halo 3. Like I get up and I want to play. Like, it's not yeah. like, Oh, we got to scrim or you know i i want to get on just to play by myself cuz the game is just fun like that's yeah. that's all i hope that's all i can hope for yeah
0: just straight up fun and uh so so if you had a preference would you say like you would just do no abilities slightly faster or would you like keep like maybe a thrust or something what would be like the sweet spot for you
2: so for me i'm gonna say no abilities at all but the only reason like i like halo 3 because you have to think, like, it's very, like, yeah, like, I like how you break down some of these plays because a lot of people, they don't realize, like, just how much stuff goes on to Halo 3. Like, yeah. it's all positioning. It's all, like, being in the right spot in the right moment. uh So, like, I feel like with abilities, it kind of makes it to where you could, like, do anything you want, and it takes away from, like, really thinking and being disciplined. So I, I have yeah. to go just, like, classic and just make it, like, a good, a good shooter.
0: I definitely think there's there's a lot of thinking in Halo Five, but it's less like strategic thinking that you would have in Halo Three, right? In Halo Three, like you said, it's so important where you're positioned in accordance with your teammates and what type of play that you're making as a team. Whereas in Halo Five, you can kind of do anything. Like you can, you know, you can be so aggressive, you can escape from situations where you normally shouldn't be able to, and and whatnot. So you can, you're you're thinking in those moments, but you're not thinking of the overall as much as you should be, right? So I I think yeah, Halo Three really forces you to think strategy constantly. which is interesting too, from a viewership standpoint. So, uh, we also have another question here: Dog, Dog Eight RTS. Uh, will Gabe compete in the two v two as well? So that's something I think coming up
2: at the invitation. Yeah, but the way it's the way it works, it's like it's only I think those four guys like that are gonna play in there, like straight sick flame. I forgot the other two.
0: Wait. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like the way it works. This is what I think. I'm not 100. This is just from what I read. Like, yeah. whoever goes to these Microsoft Store tournaments, as long as they get past like, like a certain round, like they win one series or something, and they go to both, both of the tournaments on the certain dates, they're just gonna get flown out or have the chance to get flown out. It's like random, and then from there they're gonna get matched mm-hmm. up with like one of those players, and they're gonna just play like a two two, like a mini two v two tournament. But if it's oh, open. Okay, okay. You know, Fancy and I definitely play like we're the, the defending champs. So like, yeah, that's if they let us. You know, of course we'd be down.
0: I actually think it'd be sick to see a two v two with everybody in attendance because you guys, you guys won, but like you didn't have to face you know the, some of the talk squad or some of the other top teams teaming in two v twos. It was just you know yeah, kind of bringing down Flame Sword. Yeah, yeah. So that would be awesome to see that in two v two. Hopefully they get to do that as well. Um, last question. We've got Luke the King. Is Zerka better than Gabriel?
2: Zerka? Zerka's a god. It's, I yeah. don't care. That's my teammate. I'll say yeah. That's my boy.
0: Uh, I respect it, dude. Awesome. That thats thing is like, you know, everybody on your team is freaking godlike at the game. And it's like, it, you know, one day one guy's hot and another day another guy is. So I'm, I'm sure all you guys are are incredible. <laughs> but um, just to close things out here, man, where can we find you on social media? Do you? How often do you live stream uh, and plug your live stream? i Everything you want to plug.
2: I'm starting to stream, like, uh, a lot more, like, so, I mean, you can catch me on Twitch, it's just Gabriel, like, OG, just G-A-B-R-I-E-L, uh, my Twitter's at G-A-B underscore S V R. but yeah, that's, that's my main, like, social medias, but yeah, catch me streaming, I'm trying to literally do every day to the tournament, like, when I nice. get to that Invitational in Austin, I'm trying to be ready, so, you can definitely catch my stream tonight after this interview, I'm going live, like, right after, so.
0: You know what? We'll probably drop a host right on you. So good thing you said that. Just go live, and we'll figure out how to just send a host right over to your cool your stream immediately. Uh, Tony, are, I don't know if you're for with sure. me. We can try to figure that out. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll we'll figure it out right after we get off this. But man, thank you so much for joining me. Honestly, great discussion, and I'm so looking forward to everything coming up this year. You guys are really making a statement this year with one of the top six teams, and you know the next step is just to defeat talks this time. I'm sure you guys are going to be <laughs> done for the win.
2: yeah we're definitely going for it like we we're definitely going for first
0: yeah man so thank you so much for joining me on today's episode appreciate you man take it easy all right guys and that closes our first episode of the year kicking off 2019 pretty damn strong if i you know if i have to say so so royal one and Gabriel is a great way to start. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed these interviews today. Hopefully, that was insightful. Hopefully, you guys are excited for what's to come in this year of Halo. This is damn awesome. We've got the Invitational. We've got so many other events coming up. I know I'm excited. Hope to see you guys as we continue onward with these with these episodes. We've got plenty more interviews we've got to cover in between now and the event. It's going to get real hype. So stick around, guys. i will see you next episode. Oh, okay. I got to plug the merch. Always forget this, Tony. You got to throw it in my ear a little earlier. Guys, support this stream by also picking up some of our merch here, HCS Weekly Merch. Remember, everything that you buy here not only supports the stream, it supports me as well. So I really should probably be thinking about this a little bit more <laughs> so that I can uh, you know, get some support too. But guys, awesome merch. Uh, big fan of the hoodie and the jacket there. Feel free to check that out at the link below. And that will officially close our episode for today. Thank you guys for coming by. See you next time.